Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. Atlanta's own the answer in this segment. If you want to buy land and build a home, does it work exactly the same way it would if you bought a piece of property with a home already on it? The answer is no. It's not even close, so you definitely want to stay tuned for this entire segment. My name is Cleve Gaddis, and you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas. You can also sign up for our podcast. Request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, which comes up in the fourth segment, the next segment of the show every single week. We have our favorite expert advisor on with us, John Birchfield, Capital City Home Loans. Welcome, John. Hey, Cleve. Good to be here. Anybody who's listening who loves to hear you talk about loans, if they wanted to reach you, they could do it by calling 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. If you could not remember the phone number, you can just go to gogaddisradio.com. We'll put you in touch with John, or you can just look up John Birchfield, uh, uh, loan originator or loan officer on uh, Google, and you will probably find him many different ways. John, we want to get into today, what is the process? And, and, and long story short, buying land and building a home you know, can be problematic if you don't understand the process. In fact, it can be impossible if you don't understand the yeah. process. And a lot of people are buying homes today and then learning after they settled that they could have actually built exactly what they wanted. And whether or not they can get exactly what they wanted is another story because sometimes that changes from before you close to after you close. But the reality is it, it, you, it's actually fairly simple to buy a piece of land and build a house if you know what's going on. So how does the process work, if you will? Give us an overview. Uh, well, it's a big question, okay. uh, but you're right. This is a trend that is that with the, with a lack of inventory of existing homes, uh, and folks not being able to find exactly right. what they need, where they need it. Right. Uh, we start talking about, well, let's just build it. Mm -hmm. Let's find a raw, a lot or a raw piece of land and acquire that and then hire a builder to come and construct that home. What makes it different is, is that it kind of comes in different stages. You know, we're, most of the time we'll structure it where we acquire the lot first, right. uh, whether that be a cash purchase or we can even finance the lot for them uh, and then let them take some time to figure out exactly what they want to build, right. who they want to build it, right. who they want the builder to be. And then we go through the process of funding the construction loan. Right. Now the construction loan works differently just simply because they don't have this big, huge mortgage payment from day one like they would if they had bought a house. Uh, they're only going to pay the interest that is owed on the money as they use it. Okay, so, so 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 let's hold on just one second. I want to interrupt. Yeah. So if you bought a lot that was a hundred thousand, let's just use these. Now let's let's say let's say a hundred thousand for the lot, and let's yeah. say the house is going to be four hundred thousand, so you'll have a total of five hundred thousand in it. Mm -hmm. So. First of all, you have to, let's just pretend for a minute that the buyer is going to finance the lot. So okay. how does that work? How much of a down payment would have to be involved for them to be able to finance the lot? And I would assume you can tie the construction of the house and the purchasing of the lot. You can tie all that together in one Absolutely. loan if you wanted to. So let's talk about that. You, could. you, you would have two options to do that. Okay. You could either fund the entire thing all at once, where in your example, you could borrow up to 95% of 500000 Okay. That's what we term the acquisition cost, okay. the cost to build plus the lot. Okay. Uh, or we could go ahead and close on the lot with a with a land financing where they would need 20% down. That's it? Used, used to be more than that. 
Yeah. yeah. It used to be, used to be 30% just a couple of months ago. Yeah. We've loosened up on that a little bit to make it a little easier. That's fantastic. Uh, if you think about it, it's kind of the same math, 5% on 500,000, 20% on 100,000. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if they paid 20% down on that lot, that would all be credited toward the amount of money they had as a down payment on the whole loan once everything was finished? Yes and no, but we're going to lean on the appraiser at that point to do a lot for us. Okay. He's going to give us what he expects the value to be okay. on the entire project. Got it. Uh, so if that value matches the acquisition cost, which is kind of what we would expect, uh, you know, at five hundred thousand, then we can borrow up to ninety-five percent of the value. So Got the value it. becomes more important under that scenario. That's all right. So if we if we have a purchase price five hundred, then we need the appraisal to come in at five hundred in order to make the numbers work out correctly. If it comes in yeah. at four seventy five, then the buyer would need the five percent twenty five thousand plus another twenty five thousand. But they could still make it work, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So you buy the lot. You need 20% down. You can kind of combine everything together. How does it work? Um, I would assume that a mortgage company cannot just allow somebody to use whatever builder they want. you got to have people that are approved to use your program. Do you have a list of builders that people can use? And then how does that work with the planning for the home and then the funding of the home? How do you pay for it as it's being built? Because the way I think it used to work, John, is, you know, you pour a foundation, the lender gives you money. You know, you, you frame the house, they give you money. They, there's, they give you money at different stages to do different yeah. things. Talk to us about how yeah, this works. We, we, well, we call those draws, but backing okay. up a quick second okay. to who builds your house, yes, we have an approved list of builders. Uh, it's pretty substantial. There's probably over 100 on there mm-hmm. throughout Atlanta metro area, even into the panhandle of Florida. Wow. But um, if somebody chooses a builder that's not on the list, that's fine, too. Uh, just is. know that we're going to put them through a pretty substantial vetting process to make sure they're financially stable enough to take on the type of project we're asking them to take. Oh, on. interesting, because you don't want to give them an advance of 50000 to build the house, and all of a sudden the 50000 and the builder are gone. Exactly. Right. I got it. This, I never because even, that's happened. I never even <laughs> thought about that. Listen, there are no rules in place. There's no special stipulations or any exhibits that are in place because nothing has ever happened. They're all in place because something has happened. So I can imagine uh, some builder yeah. says, this is going to be a great plan. I'm going to get my first $100,000 payment. I'm going to make 100000 for the year and hit the road and have no costs involved, although I might have a little jail time some sometime yeah. down in the future. John, you yeah, mentioned, you and I want to circle back to the process, and I mm-hmm. want to talk about draws, how those work. Yeah. But but you mentioned that to me uh, this was off air I believe you might have already mentioned it that that this segment of your loans is growing there's a lot more people interested in doing this would you say there's two or three times more people now than a year ago I mean I know I'm oh just asking gosh. you to make a guess do you even know uh, it's probably two hundred times the amount of people we had I would say two years ago whoa in the last twenty four months it's probably exploded two hundred percent. Well, so, I mean, you might have had five people looking at it before. Now you got a 1,000 people looking to do it. That is amazing. That's okay, right. I, let's circle back. If you just joined us, Cleve Gaddis here, host of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. I've got John Birchfield, Capital City Home Loans. He is my preferred lender here in Metro Atlanta. He's the only one I ever use myself. And we're talking about buying land and then building a home. If you buy the land, we have understood from John that you need 20% down. If you're going to build the home in the end, the cost of the land and the home, provided it appraises for it, you can have as little as 5% down. The money you put down toward the lot could actually be credited toward the purchase price at closing. Give you some of that down payment. Now, you've got a lender involved. You've got a builder that's approved by the lender. And now the construction is going to start happening. How does that happen? How does it get funded? 
So there's an escrow account that is opened up, a non-interest bearing account. Okay. It's called we call it a loan in process or LIP account, where okay. we deposit all of the funds, the borrower's funds if there was any, and our loan. Okay. It all goes into that bucket, and then the borrower slash builder yes. takes out seven draws over the construction of the home. Okay, seven. We dictate that draw schedule for them, tell okay. them exactly what percentage of the project we want complete. Okay. And let's say they complete 20% of the project, then they could draw up to 20% of the balance that is in that account. And it would specify that, you know, the foundation would be poured, uh, all of the uh, framing would be up. The pl- I'm just making up stuff. The plumbing yep, and the exactly systems right. would be in. So and it's a very specific process, and you've already got it all outlined. Mm-hmm. All outlined and, and uh, communicated to all parties up front. And then we send the appraiser out, who's our eyes and ears on the ground, to confirm that the builder has done what they've committed to do before that money is released to them. Got it. So the the person who's buying the house is going to have to pay for some additional inspections to, in order to get those draws. That might increase the cost of the project a thousand bucks or something over time, right? It's not that big of a deal, is it? Yeah, it's about seven fifty, and that's total. part of the initial closing cost at the initial closing. Oh. So at that point, they don't really have any any out of pocket costs moving forward as long as everything goes as planned. Got it. And who's going to coordinate that appraiser to go out? I would assume you, as the lender, would do that. We do. Yeah. We have an entire department. That's all they do all day, every day. Interesting. And so a person who wanted to buy land and build a house, they wouldn't really have to worry about the process because you could give them a list of builders that you've worked with. You could probably say, here's four or five that I have personal experience with. Why don't Mm -hmm. you talk to them? And then that builder more than likely would understand your process. And so it seems to me like you've got some good checks and balances in place so that in the end, what pops out, the house that pops out of the end of this process matches exactly what the buyer or the borrower is looking for. Yeah, I mean, we do streamline it and make it very, we try to uncomplicate it as much as we can. The big thing the build, the buyer has sole ownership of is figuring out what they want to build. Those plans, the specs that they want the Italian marble uh, and the crystal chandelier, that's on them. Uh, and one, they got to put that together for the builder so that he knows how to estimate what it's going to cost. To, to, to finish the project. Got to have that Italian marble. Sounds like we might find a little bit of that in John Birchfield's house. Two quick questions. We got about, a, got about a minute and a half left in the segment. What happens if the buyer already owns the land? So they don't have to buy the land. They already own it. And how do you know what your rate is going to be on your 30-year or your 15-year mortgage when all of this is said and done? Let's cover those two things, and then we'll call it a day. That's a good question. So the interest rate is locked in at the initial funding of the construction loan. Whoa. But it is... It is locked in at about two percentage points higher than the current market. Okay. 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 So it's it's a good bit higher than yep. a traditional mortgage. However, as long as the market is lower once the project's completed, we the lender are going to float that interest rate down to wherever the market is so that they get the true market rate on their permanent finance. Great. So today you'd be locking in saying, hey, I'll pay as much as four and a half percent. I'm making numbers up here. Yep. But the reality is if rates were three and a quarter when it was time to go, then you would pay three and a quarter. So you're really kind of guaranteed to pay the market rate. Now, yep. how do what would you do if you already own the lot? And we've just got about 30 seconds before we need to take a break. Doesn't change a lot. We just send an appraiser out to give us what the value of the entire project is going to be. You can borrow up to 95% of that to, uh, to fund the, uh, the construction. Perfect, John. We want you to come back soon. In our next segment in our neighborhood spotlight, Deerfield in Sandy Springs. What if you actually don't own the home you live in? Wouldn't that be terrible? Even if you paid for it, that's pretty scary. And then how to avoid unexpected expenses after closing. Stick with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes, and we'll cover those topics and more.